Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. So why do you like pie so much? Who doesn't like pie? I wouldn't trust someone who doesn't like pie. Mm. Or dogs. What's wrong with pie? Everything's wrong with pie, Nothing dude. is wrong with You're pie. You're a grown-ass man. How many times do I have to explain this? The pie works. The pie works, Garrett. You can reproduce by yourself? What? You wanna come back to my place? Smoke some weed and listen to music the way it's meant to be listened to. In women's clothing. What? No. Uh. No. Yeah. On vinyl. vinyl. Everyone is thinking in binary, bro. Ones and zeros, yes or no. Not everyone can just live their life without emotion. You need some level of emotion. Look at me, I'm very happy. Look at you. Sometimes the fucking you get ain't worth the fucking you're gonna get. Life's too short. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 377. Out now on digital is About Pie, a romantic comedy that follows a young man's misadventures in modern romance and his obsession with pie. A well-written and charming independent production that makes great use of its Los Angeles location, About Pie also marks the feature film directorial debut of Joshua Lester, who also wrote and stars in the film. I'm glad to say that Joshua joins me now on the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast. Josh, I thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, absolutely. Really happy to be here. It's really interesting. Just just doing some research on you and just reading up about your career. You know, your background. I mean, you're someone with you have a lot of fingers and a lot of different pies. Like pardon the pun there. <laughs> um, you work in effects. You've produced movies. You've done shorts, and now you've made your own film. I'm just really curious about the story about how the idea of a, about pie. How did that kind of come up um, in your life? And um, you know, framing the screenplay, etc. How did that all kind of come about? Well, the uh, I I was like thinking about uh, this literal question. Um, and how the, the story of making this movie was the failure to make movies before that. Hmm. Um, and, uh, the, my, my background in my career so far has been, uh, was my decision to go for, you know, jobs and learn skills that are related to actual filmmaking instead of the networking route in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause the whole point is I just wanted to make a movie. I, I've known, you know, I've, I've known for a while that I've, you know, wanted to direct and make movies. And I thought that if, uh, that, that should be the goal to make a movie. 
Um, and so going into visual effects was, um, in my head was like, this is learning an actual skill that is related to making movies. And of course, like, I think a lot of people do this where they, um, you know, the age of the internet, you, you look up your, uh, so I look up a lot of filmmakers that I admire and take a look at their career. So, um, James Cameron, um, was a visual effect supervisor, um, on, uh, Piranha 3D. And I think, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think the director they had on that movie had some sort of uh, like breakdown or quit or something. And they decided to bring James Cameron. He was already the visual effects supervisor. So they decided he would be a, a good fit to finish the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got to start. So I was framing a lot of my decision-making on that. And, uh, and then all the while trying to make movies and uh, failing to do so. <laughs> but that's, uh, so when it came to, making about pi it is based on um uh a lot of my personal experiences uh like the the story you see in the movie is i would say like you know uh the funnier version of it of course and also composite characters of a lot of different experiences with the exception i think of the uh opening uh to the movie with uh the tall uh goth girl that was actually basically a word for word uh, recreation of, uh, how that actually happened. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I was actually having these experiences going out on dates. I think, uh, it was common at that time, uh, about four or five years ago when Tinder finally became an acceptable way, um, and, you know, online dating, uh, for people to meet. And, you know, I really did actually think that you're trying to have like a normal date with someone, some, something where you can talk, something where, you know, you're, there's not a lot of like, uh, preconceptions about what you're doing, like getting drinks. Um, or, you know, it's not like getting coffees, just a little can seem more like, you know, a business interview. Um, and you know, eventually, I mean, when you're a filmmaker, you're always trying to, you kind of think in this, like, how could this be made into something else? And at first I thought it would be good as a web series mm. or, um, and, but I think in the back of my mind, I always thought like, I want to make this a movie. So we short, we shot the short film version of it, um, kind of to test like, does this idea work? And I mean, I guess not, does, for me it was, does this idea work? Is it actually funny? Is it just weird? Um, and after I got a lot of positive feedback about the short film, um, uh, we decided to make the feature. But I guess like, uh, it's uh, funny enough, I wasn't planning on acting. This wasn't, um, supposed to I wasn't pursuing an acting career but uh it became at the part of the experiences of failing to make movies prior to this was dealing with actors and dealing with their you know like when some when the project doesn't work out or when it's like you know when you have very little budget you know uh keeping their expectations uh you know aligned with you know how much money you actually have and how long this is going to take I decided that I have to act in this the sole purpose that I'm going to be the cheapest option because I will cost nothing. And, uh, the one person I can rely on to be there, Mm. uh, every single time. The interesting thing about, about pie is that while this is a movie about your character and he's kind of like his love life to me, it's a film about like a spectrum of relationships, isn't it? Because you also, you know, you have a friend, you have a mother, you have a father, you all have like stories dedicated to like, you know, your relationships with them as well. 
was that always kind of like part of the picture or is that something that was those relationships with the friend, the mum, the dad, were those kind of things that kind of glued all the other relationships in the films together to make kind of like a, a complete whole? It, it, it's definitely something that developed over time. Um, the What I originally wrote was much more based on um, the, the actual dates, but how the actual dates would always kind of go awry. Hmm. Um, and then as we started shooting it, I realized, you know, that the, not even actually start shooting it, but like, as I started like, you know, changing it from being a, just a screenplay to something we shoot, um, it, it started to, I, even then I started to realize that it's really about the other people, the other relationships. Um, and yeah, eventually I had to start separating the main character from myself. So in the main character's life, um, and yeah, that's what it became the focus of, you know, this is all, this is a, like how you put it, this is the about the spectrum of relationships and how important they are. Um, and obviously like, you know, the, uh, the, the best friend slash roommate becomes a very, very important, um, you know, uh, relationship in his life. And that's true. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's true in real life too. So the million dollar question, I imagine that a lot of people will mm-hmm. ask why pie, what is it about pie? That's really kind of like, you know, that really kind of like gets you going, uh, to the point where you uh, you have it in in your movie, it it really I I actually would uh, um, tell people this all the time. It actually is a great first date. Um, it's uh, you actually feel like you're going on a date. Most pie places have like a cute and kind of like nice, you know, especially in Los Angeles. Los Angeles has a lot of different pie places, but they have like a, it's like a nice environment, um, and it, it's something simple. You don't have to get like a whole dinner. And uh, it's it, it really and also pie is who doesn't love pie? That's the yeah. I think the one of the many taglines in the movie. Um, but it uh, it really did. It made I think deep down what I felt like there was one I love pie, of course, and two it's also uh, making the first date something I didn't have to worry about or think about. It was just the same thing all the time. Then I could like really get to know the person and not to be worried about the first date. Um, and, uh, and honestly, like, I guess like you could also say that when I was, uh, asking uh, women out on dates for the most, whenever I would say, do you want to get pie? They would say yes. For the most part, it seemed to be also the most effective, uh, you know, I'm going to, to get a yes to a first date. Does, um, is making the pie similar in any way to making a movie is the structure of making the pie similar? I mean, I, I asked that because, you know, making the pie, you need, first thing you need is a foundation, don't you? You need kind of like the base and then you kind of like add everything. You also gives the flavor, then you have the complete hole at the end. I imagine making a movie would be kind of like a similar path. You need to have your foundation, whether it be your script or your concept, and you kind of like add all the other ingredients on top of it and then, you know, put it in the oven for a couple of years and bang, there's your movie. Is it similar in any way? Uh, well, here, I got I got one for you. I um, My wife... Uh, who was uh, my last pie date, of course. Um, she uh, actually, and she produced the movie, um, or she was one of the producers on the movie. And she, uh, because the reason she was my last pie date is because I had given up on going on pie dates. And then she read my script and said, well, we have to go on a pie date. Um, but her family actually uh, works in concrete and construction. And the first thing that they, they relate a lot of things to uh how relationships are you know related to building a house and having mm-hmm. a good foundation yeah um so it's funny you say that because i hear that all the time um i do have i 
I, I have a good one for you, though, when it comes to making a movie and in relation to pies, even though it's not really an answer to your question. But I promise it's worth it. Um, when I started writing the script, like I said, I started writing it as a web series. So I wrote everything in chapters. Um, and then when we shot the movie, we shot everything, you know, based on chapters and even organized, you know, all the different um, uh, shots and shot lists. Everything was organized into these pie flavors. And it actually was such a teaching lesson on how to, um, on making a movie because everything got very segmented and very organized into these very particular ways. Um, you know, everything was like, there was every, for the blueberry uh, shoot, everything was related to that. And even when we bring that actress back for subsequent scenes, it was still related to blueberry. So we would organize it um, that way. Like all the things on the um, board would say, you know, B, and it would go to the, you know, uh, C number and then the take. Um, mm. So it was actually a really great way to organize uh, and even edit a, the movie down the line. I, I thought to myself for a long time, like, should I take out the the, the pie related title cards? Um, but in the end, I left them because I, they, they were also very good for editing purposes. You can break up the the action and uh, you know it reminds the audience about what's going on. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I I would actually say that um, baking is a very good metaphor for relationships. Um, having a good foundation, having you know like the uh, if it you want the when you bake something, it's not just about eating it; it's about its presentation and how it stays together and how it looks. Um, you know, so it's a, it's a good, it's a good metaphor across a lot of things. The film is set and shot in Los Angeles. You, you live in Los Angeles. You know, you watch so many movies made in LA because it is LA, you know, that's like kind of like the, the, the place to make movies. Um, and there's different kind of like, you know, ways that people could go about shooting it. You can do the whole, you know, Hollywood sign and all the other kind of big, you know, attractions and such. And then there's another way where, you know, I, I love it when I watch independent filmmakers make films in Los Angeles because it's about their Los Angeles experience. You check out what their haunts are, what in the places they like to hang out with, places they find interesting. Um, I imagine for yourself, a lot of places that you shot in, a lot of the, say, different pie places, a lot of different places your, your character would hang out. I, I imagine these are places that you know uh, are intimately and, and, and so, or am I wrong? Was it places that you you found during your shooting that maybe you didn't know of, of Los Angeles before? Uh, you're, you're spot on. For, for the most part, it was places that I loved and were big parts of my life. I um, it's, it's, if you, if you, if you're from LA, you'll notice that it's either shot, uh, most of it's shot in the Valley or on the, um, the West side near, um, uh, Culver city and Venice, because that's where I lived. <laughs> uh, I, this movie took about four years to make. Mm. Um, so for two years, for half of it, I lived, I guess actually almost three years for three years. I lived, um, on the West side near Culver city and then, um, out in the Valley. But I, I grew up near the valley and have an absolute love of it. I'm one of the people who's from LA, loves LA, loves the valley. Um, and it, it is really my love letter to that. And that's why I didn't include some of the more, you know, common um uh landmarks, is because my like my love of the parts of LA that most people don't um know about or love. But that being said, like Paul Thomas Anderson uh is has uh shown us 
how much he actually loves the Valley too. And I think he has a movie coming out called licorice pizza. That's about his love letter to the Valley um, uh, in the seventies or eighties. But it, uh, and it looks amazing of course. Um, But he has the same kind of like, uh, uh, I guess uh, I have the same kind of reverence um, for these lesser known parts of Los Angeles. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by 80s Tees. 80s Tees is an online retailer of licensed t-shirts and pop culture gear from your favorite movies, TV shows, cartoons, video games, comic books, and musicians. Celebrate your inner 80s nerd and click on the link in the show notes below to get the raddest retro t-shirts delivered to your door. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Founded in 2012, Loot Crate is the worldwide leader in fan subscription boxes. Loot Crate partners with industry leaders in entertainment, gaming, sports, and pop culture to deliver monthly themed crates, produce interactive experiences in digital content, and film original video productions. No matter what you geek out about, Loot Crate has a subscription box for you. To get your very own exclusive collectibles, apparel, and gear delivered to your door, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is also brought to you by Voodoo. Watch the latest movies and TV shows anytime, anywhere. No subscriptions, no contract. Enjoy stunning quality in up to 4K ultra high definition at home and download and watch on your mobile device as well. To rent and buy from over 100,000 titles or watch thousands of movies free with Voodoo Movies on us, be sure to click on the link in the show notes below. Now, back to the show. So imagine the scenario a year from now, international travel is back. I decide I want to go to LA. I hit down in LA. I'm hungry. I want to get some pie. What's the first spot you recommend for me to go to? Republic of Pie in uh, North Hollywood. Uh, it's a it, it's a great it, it's a great place for two reasons. We didn't actually you don't really see the interior of it in the movie because uh, they didn't want us to uh, shoot. It would cost way too much to shoot there. Really? Um, so we yeah yeah it would. Uh, I think they probably get more. They, so the, the what's interesting about that place um, is they have live music. In fact, the only re- the reason I and this is actually part of my you know. Uh, pie date story was the only the reason i found out about it is because a friend of mine who's a musician was like i'm going to perform at this place called republic of pie and you know like there's a uh there's the there's so many things that have unique names so there's like the banana republic i honestly when he said republic of pie just figured it was just a music venue and then i went there and they had great pie they had great coffee and they had live performances and that was part of uh you know me like really thinking like this is, this is this place is great for a first date um but it actually is just a it is a really unique uh great venue and um uh and I, I, that would be the first place i recommend um there's another one called the pie hole which has a couple of different locations they have a type of like pies that are uh they have a they're unique kind of like unique like flavors like i don't know if they still have this one but they had uh like the the breakup pie or something like that. <laughs> and it was like this super heavy. I mean, it was like, you know, almost like a giant Reese's uh, peanut butter cup. And I, and it actually had potato chips on top of it. Oh, wow. And it, it's one of those things that shouldn't work. And then you eat it and you're like, well, this works way too well. 
then you eat too much of it and you're like, I kind of feel sick. Um, we, we actually did as a promotional piece when we were raising money for the movie, we did this uh, on um, March. Uh, I think we actually messed this up. Of course we did it on March 14th. So like, you know, the, the numerical pie. Mm. Um, and we did this promotional thing where I went to a bunch of these spots and tried um, uh, their different pies. And then I think pie hole was later on the list. And by the time I got there, it was, um, I had eaten way too much food um, and pie at that point and had too much sugar, but it's still like the pie hole was great. And then there's one more, the pie bar, um, which has a location. They used to have a location in Los Angeles, but it's now primarily in Long Beach and they were great. They actually let us film there. Um, the, uh, the owner donated to the Indiegogo and she was super, you know, nice That's and cool. helpful. And yeah, she was really cool. Her name's Lori. And, um, the, the pie bar, and it's funny, I didn't even realize this until my wife got a glass of wine there. And I was like, where'd you get that wine? And she's like, it's a pie bar. And I'm like, no way. It's just an actual bar. And Laura's like, yes, that's the whole point. That's why it's called pie bar. So pie bar is probably the, honestly, maybe one of the best uh, of all of them for an actual first date, because they will have, they have great pies there. Uh, and they actually serve really good wine. Awesome. That sounds really cool. All right. I'm going to definitely put those on my list because hopefully international travel will open up soon and then uh, we can yes. start moving around. <laughs> I yeah. want to talk about um, uh, your approach to structuring the movies. You know, I checked out the, the the Facebook page for About Pie and I saw one of the earlier posts you put up was like storyboards for the movie. Do you use storyboards for the whole film or was that just more for like kind of like the short film kind of stuff you were mentioning before? Um, we tried to make a storyboard for the whole film, um, but I felt so bad. It, one, the, the, the artist that made those storyboards was being super cool and doing it for free because mm. we didn't have much money. And I just started to feel bad that he was doing so much work. And they were great storyboards. So we, we, we uh, decided not to move forward. with If I, if I had the money, the, the, you know, if the movie had, the production had enough money, I would have had him do storyboards for the whole thing. Um, cause he did a great job and it was actually great to, um, be able to, you know, show, like have that, even though it was very brief, uh, on set. Um, cause one of the hardest things, and I have to give credit to, you know, my wife, the producer and one of the producers, Thomas, uh, Sapin and also, uh, Caleb Thalen, who was the cinematographer, they really picked up the ball when I would be acting. Cause like, it, I obviously... I would be do a better job in the beginning of the shoot uh, shoot days at, you know, being able to act and then go take a look at the, um, the take and make, you know, you know, give notes and stuff like that. But as the day would wear on, I would get seriously, seriously tired and I would rely on them to, you know, pick up the ball and uh, take it from there. I mean, sometimes I think they would come over to me and I'd just be like slouched over just like, yep, yeah, just you, you're in charge now. I, 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 I've, I've run out of energy. Um, and, uh, the, uh, so that was, uh, so being able to have storyboards for a couple of them was obviously helpful as one of those things like, no, just take a look at the storyboard. But you know, it would, uh, we, I, for the next one, I would definitely, um, have more, the whole thing storyboarded based on shot lists and stuff like that. You mentioned before, um, different uh, different ways to try to fund your independent production and look one of the ways you, you went about it was that indiegogo and i've talked to so many different filmmakers about crowdfunding and i've had kind of mixed reports about it what was your kind of uh 
uh, experience of crowdfunding because a lot of indie, you know, filmmakers or potential indie filmmakers will be listening to, to this podcast. So I just want you to see if you could just add some, some light on what it's like to kind of go down that road because for some people they say it's it's really fun but a lot of work other people say not so much where do you kind of fall on the whole thing um i would say that <laughs> the raising money through indiegogo was by far the most stressful um part about making this movie um it, it i i'm not trying to tell t- turn people away from it um but it does require a lot of work and it can be done really well um we we're semi-successful. I think we made our goal a little high, but it, it honestly, I, I when I talked, we actually I, I did like a you know a, a crowdfunding class, and afterwards we did kind of like a postmortem on the the campaign. And I uh, with the 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 guy who teaches this class, and he pointed out something super simple, which was just like a linking issue that we had, that instead of like linking it to the website and then your Indiegogo, have all your links kind of you know forward to your um, just straight to the Indiegogo. Like people won't people will just be like, we'll see past the difference. Mm. Um, and that apparently was a big, uh, you know, big, uh, <laughs> issue with it. And yeah, I'm sure if that was, uh, you know, um, if I had known that, it, you know, some things would have gone smoother, but overall it was still a very, very, very stressful process. The actual, if you want to have a very successful campaign, you actually have to still budget for, you know, and, and this was, you know, four years ago, 1500 to, you know, $3,000, you know, depending, I guess, on how much you want to raise, like, if you only want to raise $10,000, obviously, that number is much lower. But the more money you want to raise, the more you actually have to put into the project. Um, and it's put into the to the campaign. And it, it was very stressful. And it is a good route um, for some people. Um, but if anything, what it taught me was that, you know, we made more, uh, we were able to raise more money just by during the campaign, just by me calling people hmm. and telling them about the project, which I think is probably more effective use. You know, if you take the same amount of time and effort and just put it into making calls, um, I think you would achieve the same result. So it just depends on if you like getting on the phone. Do you find that getting on the phone is still something people do considering the whole social media aspect of thing these days? Is it more DMs than, than phone calls these days? I, I, it might change at some point, but for the most part, people who have money to spare are much older than us mm-hmm. and uh, they like getting a phone call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, so this film has t- taken up uh, four years of your life. It's finally out for people to see. I watched it like, what was it, like a week, two weeks ago? And I, I sort of find it to be an incredibly charming movie. Um, for yourself, though, as the filmmaker, this is your baby. This is the, the movie that you put your time and invested your, your money in, et cetera. Now that it's out for people to see what it's like to, to have people what know that they're, they're watching your film, the reaction to your film. I know you had a premiere in Los Angeles. Um, even though this is a digital release, what was it like watching the movie for the first time with an audience in, in a cinema? Oh, um, I uh, it's lovely and horrifying at the same time it was uh i mastered i did not master the movie in a uh, theater um so there was a lot of these and things that i know that no one else probably noticed but just all of a sudden hearing all the sound and all the little like you know nuances in a theater was a little bit you know horrifying but hearing everyone you know react to the movie um was great it was it it was something so i think the further i get away from the release date (laughs) which was stressful of course 
Um, cause we, we actually have to do all the, most of the marketing, uh, for the film still. Uh, so that the further I get away from that, the more it becomes like, I, I realize how special it was. I, honestly, the, the part that I, that meant the most to me for having a premiere was for the people who worked on the film. It, you can see how much, uh, it meant to them. And I've gotten, you know, since then, like a, a lot of the actors in the movie have emailed me, um, saying how much it meant to them. Uh, and that's the best part about it having like an actual premiere. Um, when we did the short film, they said something similar. So I um, anticipated that. And, um, and and it's, 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 a, it's a little bit still ongoing. There's a, um, the, the, the primary window for on demand is still going on. And of course we have a November coming up and in the United States, there's a lot of pie mm. uh, related to November. So we're doing one more little push then. Um, and I, I'm just happy that it, it, it got an it it's not just going to be um a time capsule for me and my friends and the people who worked on the movie i'm happy it's actually getting out to the world that's the most uh meaningful part for me that it's it's out in the world well for me you know having having watched it and i get so many films sent my way um i think it's one of the most kind of like charming and, and best romantic kind of comedy films i've seen this year for sure um, if not the best. I mean, I don't get a lot of them sent my way. I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know, must be my just my reputational personality. I get a lot of horror sent my way. Um, but <laughs> so it's so great to watch something like About Pie because it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. Um, and, and and again, not to pardon the pun with all the pie jokes, but it's got a lot of flavour <laughs> to it as well, um, which I really appreciated. Um, and I, I really dug your film, Joshua. And I just want to um, see if you can just let people know where they can uh, check out the film online. Oh uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon, iTunes, Google, um, uh, Microsoft Store. Uh, I have links. I've, I've saved all these different links. Um, one sec. Would the best place for people to check it out would be the um, About Pi uh, website? Yeah, aboutpiemovie.com. And I believe if people go there, um, they should have um, all the links uh, to all the different um, uh, st- streaming services, digital uh, video services to check it out. Um, and yeah. I do, do really high, highly recommend checking out this movie because as someone who's just gotten out of lockdown <laughs> uh, as, a, as of like this week, um, I, w- my family and I have been going out for the weekend, finally into the city after like three, four months. One thing that's been on my mind ever since watching the movie was pie. Um, and I need to buy oh, like wow. a, the, the fresh kind because like I'm not going to the store and putting it, I'm getting like the fresh kind. I want to buy it uh, because... Uh, pie is on my mind because of about pie and speaking of pie if the scenario is a switch from my scenario I said before and you ever come to sydney i need to recommend to you that you check out the australian meat pie have you ever had a meat pie before joshua i have um and uh i don't think i've had an authentic uh australian meat pie but i was actually going to say like do you have a pie that you can recommend or a favorite pie um so yeah i will absolutely try that Absolutely. I mean, the meat pie, the Australian meat pie, is kind of like a, like a signature kind of like Australian dish. Um, and so if you're ever in Sydney, um, there's a place called Harry, Harry, Harry's Cafe on Wheels, and they do like the mind-blowing pies. They do stuff with pies. Like you can have like just your plain meat pie. You can have a meat pie with mashed potato and peas. It's like all types of different stuff you can do with it. Um, and I highly recommend doing it if you ever find yourself um, in Australia. And yeah, I don't know what the what, what's what's in the states. Like if there's any kind of like Australian bakeries or such. Maybe there are. I'm not 100 percent on that. Um, but um, if you ever find yourself on this uh, down under in my neck of the woods, I really recommend uh, to the meat pie. I think the, only then will your pie journey will be complete. <laughs> 
Joshua. And um, for everyone listening, one more time, About Pi out now on digital. Go to aboutpiemovie.com. Check out the links. Watch this movie, um, especially for, you know, you want to watch something that gives you a little bit of lift, a little bit of uh, like a flavor and a very charming movie as well. I would do, really do recommend people checking out About Pi. And Joshua Lester, congratulations with the film. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for reaching out. It's been great talking to you today. Yeah, great to be here. This is You should mark this as my first media relation uh, for any uh, in my filmmaking career. So this was this was great. I really, I really, really appreciate it. Well, I hope the experience has been pleasurable for you. Um, because, uh, it has, it has. Uh, this is great. That, that puts good thing you told me that afterwards because I didn't have the inner pressure for beforehand. So thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>